And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. So the Titus and Tate, the Big Ten is dead, and the Big East is holding dong, dong. <laughs> And the getaway car is being driven by Kim English and George Mason. And I think that's the narrative of college basketball we found ourselves at, Tate. What do the Knicks fans say, being bong? That's how it feels <laughs> yeah, really. for the Big East right now. They're fired up. Oh, my God. What is going on? What is chaos. going on? This is good. This is November chaos. And unfortunately, the ACC has to play the Big Ten, so I have to, I know. You have I to, have you to, to be tone careful. it back. Yeah, got to be careful. Everyone, so uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to make the case that the Big Ten isn't dead quite yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna. I'm probably going to do it at the end of the show because I'm going to need a lot of time to come up with uh, the, fraud the spin rankings. zone. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We do have fraud power rankings <laughs> oh, coming up. Yeah. Okay, that's what you're talking but, about. But uh, I, I need a lot of time to come up with the spin zone, so we're probably going to do it at the end of the show where mm. I, I spin that the Big Ten is actually not that bad. But boy, 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 the, the data points we have right now. Are, Four straight are... days of <laughs> unranked Big East teams upsetting ranked Big Ten teams. The 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 Big Ten is uh, is falling off a cliff. It's and, okay. Uh, Anyway, we're going to figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Congratulations <laughs> to the Big East. Hang the banner. Hang the banner in the uh, the conference, in the Madison Square Garden next to the Billy Joel banners. Hang yes. a banner that says, we beat the Big Ten in the Gavit Games. I think that has to go in Madison Square Garden. That's how we have to do it now. I'm ready. Uh, what else we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about the uh, the Coach K farewell tour is uh, rolling through stop signs, we'll say. Is that one, one way of putting it? It's just not stopping. <laughs> it's not going to stop. It refuses to stop. Everyone is waving down the car to say, please stop. <laughs> and it won't stop. Uh, there is news out of Durham, North Carolina that we have to touch on. That uh, Do we? Because <laughs> I, mean, I can't talk about it without laughing, and I, I think know. that's unfair. I know. Yeah, very serious. Maybe I'll let you yeah. explain to I'll people I'll explain what, what happened. happened. Yeah. I think most people know what happened at this point, but mm. uh, Paolo Banchero is going to miss zero games. He was suspended <laughs> indefinitely, he and that was uh, zero seconds, as it turns out. That was the indefinite suspension this time around. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Also, it is uh, Fraud Friday, so uh, we have to do our, our my, my top five fraud power rankings. Um Spoiler on that one, BYU, not going to be on there. No. The BYU Cougars. <laughs> the young Pope. <laughs> they're, play, uh, they're playing out of their minds. Mm. Michigan Wolverines might make them. Oh, wow. This is good. This is a good day for you, maybe. <laughs> spin zone, I'm telling you. I'm going to figure it out. And By the time we get there, I'm going to figure out the spin zone. I'm going to be happy about it. I can't wait. And we're so Big East heavy today that we have Dana O'Neill to do. come on yeah. to talk about the Big East, her new book. That's going to be great. We have Dana. We have Dana on. Uh, she she wrote a book about the Big East. We were excited to talk to her about that because we, we just get fired up when you hear about <laughs> the old Big East. Any old Big East stories get us going. Great interview. <laughs> uh, we, we, we talked to her for about 15 minutes, and she was awesome, and it was fun talking to her so uh absolutely loaded show coming up but first Woody Durham he takes the timeout Before we get going, we got a very special announcement. Uh, this is uh, some good news and some bad news, Tate. We'll start with the bad news because I've always been that kind of type. Like, yeah. I, I want the bad news, hit me with the bad, um, and then sweeten it. We're dessert guys. We want to yes. have the sweet taste in yes. our mouth. Yes. yes. So let me eat the Brussels sprouts now, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll get the dessert coming. Yeah. Here are the Brussels sprouts. Are you ready for this? This is the bad news. 
The bad news is we just got word, breaking news. This is Scoops. I'm back in the Scoops game that all of the game, all the college basketball games uh, next Tuesday have been canceled. Um, there's apparently uh, just some sort of logistic situation with the with Thanksgiving going on. Mm. Uh, everyone but one game has been canceled on Tuesday. That is the bad news. So all of you that love college basketball, we're looking forward to watching college basketball on Tuesday. I'm sorry to say there will only be one game being played. Um, and that brings me to the good news, Tate, because that one game that's going to be played is the St. Francis Jim, Help me out. What the hell are, are their nickname? The Terriers? The, the, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just the, said they, they, they were St. Francis Brooklyn is what they're called. The Terriers, right? SFU is what's on their jersey. Yeah, SFU. SFU the yeah. SFU Terriers on Tuesday night will be playing. The home of Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson and Dick Dick uh, Bavetta. Yeah, Dick Bavetta <laughs> went to St. Francis, dude. The the SFU <laughs> Terrier, they're the Terriers. Jim, back me up. Yeah, you're right. All right, thank you. Uh, they will be playing the St. John Red Storm. St. John's Red Storm. The Johnnies and Carnesecca Arena, and yours truly will be on the call. Tate and I will be calling yes. the game on FS2. This is a this. I I understand. Everyone every, listening thinks we're kidding. Everybody about thinks this. we're kidding. We're yes. not kidding. So uh, that is that is going to happen. We are flying to uh, uh, Queens. It's in Queens, right? Jamaica, Queens. That's where, that's <laughs> yep. where St. John's is. Uh, we are going to New Alumni York. Hall, yeah. a.k.a. Carnesecca Arena. We, we, the two of us calling a game in front of the Johnnies. Yes. Jimmy might be there, yep. right? Look Jimmy? at Jim ducked yeah, out maybe. the St. John stuff over mm-hmm. there. Hell yeah. They send that to you? Yep. Shout out to uh, Alex over there. St. John's basketball. He's just making deals behind the scenes with the athletic <laughs> department into the St. John's. We love to see that. Um, yeah, we're calling the game though. This, this this does sound like a joke. I understand that everyone everyone listening is like, "There's no way this is actually happening." It is on FS2 at FS2. seven o'clock Eastern. You and I, if you tune in, you will see us on the call yep. making jokes. Yep. And telling you what's happening in the yep. game, you're going to be telestrating. I'm I mean, going to try be... to do a telestrator dick. Yeah. I am. That's my promise to the mm-hmm. American people. I'm going to try to do a telestrator dick and get away with it. I probably shouldn't announce that because uh, my They're bosses listening. might be listening yes. and might like cut the telestrator <laughs> between now and There's then. There's no way you get that um, pin now. But yeah, we're excited. This is the first time we've ever done this. This is uh, obviously this is uh, this is a, a this is a probably a bad decision on Fox's part, but uh, it's a decision that's been made nonetheless, and yeah. we'll be calling the game. So apologies to St. John's fans who will be tuning in, um, expecting I don't know Gus and Raff on the call. <laughs> that's a, that's the good news is that we're on FS2, so maybe you don't expect Gus and Raff, and maybe you're pleasantly surprised uh-huh. to have a great time with two guys who are going to be excited. I've never been to Carnesecca Arena. I've never been you know to yeah, experience same. the Johnnies in person. So same. I've seen them play at MSG, but I've never seen the real Johnnies experience. So Jim, be have fun. you been to a game at Carnesecca? I've been to Alumni Hall, went to a ton of games, but is I have the- not been since they changed the name to Carnesecca Arena. What oh. year did they do this? 2014, right. something like that. Yeah. Or 2004 maybe wow oh really all right so they said they said uh lou go coach carnesecca goes to some games yeah that would be sick if he was there no i've heard that carnesecca he's 98 years old but i've heard that he tells stories of the old big east to this very day as if (laughs) he like seriously like that's how vivid his memory is he can just conjure up stories from the old big east i just picture like he's up in the top of the bleachers and there's just like a bunch of kids just like huddling around him yeah he's just like like at a campfire like he's just the messiah just spreading the gospel to all (laughs) he's got a sweater on (laughs) amazing uh anyway that's that's honest to god fact so uh if uh, we we understand uh that there's other stuff the gonzaga ucla game is that night as well but after our game it's after our game yeah so watch our game Put it in your calendar, set an alarm, just throw it on. Like, you don't even have to watch. You don't even have to watch or yeah. listen. Just put your television on or log into whatever it is that, that gives you access. We just need to boost these ratings. Yes. 
through the roof. Are we wearing suits? Are we? What are I, we wearing? I don't know, dude. I got one suit. I got uh, one suit too. And that's it's not been thinking. dry cleaning years. <laughs> So I gotta figure that out. I think we should wear sweaters. I really do. Carnesecca sweaters. But I'm I'm scared if we wear Carnesecca sweaters and we're calling the game that you know the 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 St. Francis crowd is going to be upset with that's, us. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to be biased. Which I want to be unbiased. Who's who's the play by play and who's the color guy? Have we I think we switch. I think, go back I, and forth. I think we switch at halftime. I think we do <laughs> one or the other, and then we just and then we go back and forth. And then people are like, "What is happening on this broadcast?" It's called versatility. Yeah. Yeah, we need we need we need the help from the uh, the friends of the program too on Twitter and whatever because I have a feeling that there's mm. going to be a contingent of St. John's fans that are like canceled. I don't even know who these guys are, but please cancel them. And we yes. need, we need the uh, the we need the friends of the program to step yeah. out, stick their necks out, and yeah. say no, don't cancel these please guys. Don't cancel them. <laughs> we like their show, and they're just doing a bit. If you don't it's like a, what we're saying, it's, it's just, just a, a bit. bit. Don't just worry a bit, about dude. it. It's just a bit. Leave it alone. Uh, anyway, that's the announcement. We are calling the St. John's St. Francis game. We are excited to do that, and uh, we hope you are excited to uh, come New York City. I don't think it's going to be a very good game, but we'll do our best to make it a fun one. Well, that, that's about all I can say. Yeah, they told us the second half is for us, yeah. and uh, yeah. we just hope that St. John's gets us there with yeah. the with the sizable lead, yes. so we can talk about Coach K and whatever right. else that's we want to talk which about. Which is all we really want to talk Please. about. Which great segue. Should we talk about Coach K? I think we should. We should talk it like so. In case you missed it, folks, here's the story Oof. dominating college basketball. Uh, Coach K, Mike Shashevsky is his name. He is retiring at the end of this season. Yes. This is his final season. He has won Farewell tour. five national championships. He has won over 1,100, is it now, basketball games? Too at many this point. to count. Man, he's won, a, he's won a lot of basketball. Some call him the GOAT. Uh, and, LeBron. And this, LeBron calls him the GOAT. This is his final season, uh, and he is he is going to retire. So uh, there, that's there's that part of the story. <laughs> Um, also, <laughs> look at Tate. That's that's like the that is the baseline of all things that come after this. So that that is where we always have to get back to. We have to revert back to this is Coach this is K's Coach last K's. season, yeah. and don't say last, okay? Or is it his last? Because Coach K's grandson, um, Michael Savarino, is his name, right? This is this is K's oldest daughter, not Michael Avenatti. Yeah, different, different. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Might get confused. Don't get, don't get your wife. Michael With who's Avenatti. letting down Duke? We don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my, uh, this, this is Kay, if, if I have this right, his, his oldest daughter's son. The chosen one. The chosen, yes. So he is uh, a walk-on turned scholarship player on the mm -hmm. Duke basketball team. He is also, um, if you're into the rumor mill, and I don't even know if this is a rumor, if this is like what was reported. So last year, Duke uh, does not go to the ACC tournament. They, they punt on the season. As John Shire reminded me, I, I sent you that interview he did with Andy Katz at the start of the season where he's like, people forget our last two seasons have been ended because of COVID. And I was like, two? What do you mean two? And then that was right. That's right. They they last yeah. year against the – They didn't miss the tournament? Yeah, they didn't miss the tournament. COVID got them. Yeah. Yeah. Those sons of bitches. They opted they, out. Yeah, they opted out. <laughs> Jalen Johnson opted out, and they as a program opted out. Opted out. But yeah. uh, if you remember, the story was going into the ACC tournament, there was an outbreak of COVID at, uh, within Duke basketball. There, there, there was some sort of, I, I don't know. The, the, That's why they didn't travel. Something COVID-related yeah. made him nix the rest of the season. Um, and apparently – like The losses. K, K in the program – uh, did not hesitate to throw the walk-ons under the bus. I remember getting fired up about that. Yes. But like in the in like in the statement they put out, there's like, because our walk-ons are idiots, we have to cancel the season. Like that was basically <laughs> paraphrasing what they said. And I remember getting really worked up about it. But uh, apparently, the word is <laughs> that that very walk-on who compromised last season for Duke, which they weren't going to win the ACC tournament anyway. But but were, were they? they? <laughs> <laughs> That very walk-on uh, has since been put on scholarship. His name is Michael Savarino, and he is now once again putting Duke's season in jeopardy 
by uh, so getting pulled over for rolling a, uh, a stop sign. He blows a .08. The reason this is noteworthy and, and worth talking about is because Paolo Banchero, Bancaro. Bancaro. <laughs> Uh, I did like a buzz collar. I did like a shot collar every time I say Banchero. Um, was apparently in the car. And I didn't know this. You're the North Carolina guy. <laughs> North Carolina law is that you can get in trouble for aiding and abetting a DWI if you're in the car and like knowingly let a guy who's been drinking drive. Mm-hmm. So Paolo Bancaro gets caught up in all this. Gets uh, he, Was he detained? Not detained. He was questioned. He was, he was, he brought was in questioned, questioning. but not taken down to the station. Yes. Uh, and all of, the, of this news breaks the same day that Duke plays Gardner-Webb, and Paolo Bencaro starts for Duke, and Duke wins. And I guess, and then in the post-game press conference, Coach K is like, those are two completely different things between my grandson and Paolo. And everyone's like, are the two different things that Paolo is, is, your, star. is your star player and your grandson? Look, there's nothing funny about a DWI at all. At all. But there is something funny about Coach K's grandson chauffeuring Paolo Bancaro around because that is what we learned from this whole thing. This is what came out that this is Paolo's car, but Coach K's grandson is driving him, and Paolo's not sitting in the passenger seat. He's sitting in the back seat, like driving his Daisy. Back? He was in the back seat getting chauffeured. <laughs> so that's, that is funny. So that's funny. That's funny. Like, that's the only thing that we have oh, from man. this that's uh, funny. Anyway, we'll, we'll keep it's, an eye it's, on it. It's not a fun story, we'll, but it's also, like I said, I mean, there are layers of it which are No, interesting. I mean, you got to find humor. In the, it's interesting. Like, His dipshit grandson. That's that's objectively funny. Yeah, that's and the guy funny. that you know traditionally probably would be in line to be the head coach at Duke. Like, if all things considered, like if Coach K could choose, really choose who could be the the future of Duke basketball, he'd keep it in the family. Yeah, you know, yes. like it would be Chris Patola. You know, that'd be like the <laughs> yeah. first call, and then it would be Savarino in ten years. You're right. You're right. right. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> That's why it's hilarious. Funny. Uh, what is not funny is that the Big East Conference <laughs> has completely ruined Big Ten basketball, and it is only uh, oh, November man. 19th. What do I do, Tate? What, where, where do we start? So uh, if you haven't been following on the Fox family of networks, uh, the Big East has – has ended the Big Ten. That's that's basically it. The Gavit games have been going on. Yeah. Named in honor of Dave Gavit, the guy who started the Big East Conference. Um, Did you know that Gavit was on the committee that put the Dream Team together? By the way, that guy was on. That guy. He was everything. on every committee that mattered. Yeah. When you go back and you look at it, yeah, pretty wild. He basically like he doesn't get enough credit for like basically starting ESPN too. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. For jump for at least like, jump like, starting. Yeah, it. Without yeah. the Big East, ESPN. We should. We, yeah. I don't know. That's a. Uh, <laughs> The guy, the guy invented everything. Um, and there's even some people that have speculated that Kofi Cover, the, the Illinois fans, that they have come out and they've reached out to me to say that his son, uh, who is in charge of you know NCAA, Dan Gavitt. Dan yes. Gavitt. Yeah. Dan said, uh, or he didn't say this, but they they gave Kofi the three game suspension, which typically because. was a two game suspension, <laughs> but he did this for the Gavitt game. That is, which that I is, like that. I that like the Illinois fans doing that. That is absolutely not true, but, but I, I like I, it. I like it. But I like it. <laughs> I like that. that. I like that. Dan Gavitt's looking at the suspension. He's like, "Just give him one more game. Give him one more for my dad. Give him one for my dad." Oh man! Should we start with Michigan Seton Hall? Right. That's. The I game. think that's the big one. Yeah. Right. That's the big one. Michigan. It's the most on shocking court. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, retroactively, maybe it shouldn't be because Seton Hall, like, it did. Didn't like fe- it's, it's both shocking, but it didn't feel like a fluke because Seton Hall is tough, man. And and we we should we should set the stage by also saying that these Gavitt games have blown the door wide open for us. Uh, and trying to figure out who the second best team in the Big East is. Yes. Which, by the way, might be Villanova. 
it might be Villanova. I don't know. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it might be Villanova. It, it, it might be Villanova. Who's the first best team? I don't know. That's the real question. Okay. Who's the first best team? Okay. Villanova second. All right, I like it. Who's the first best team? But anyway, enough of that. Let's get back <laughs> the to first the first best. <laughs> Can we start making graphics with things like that? First best. <laughs> the Andy's first putting best. his tears out. We have first best, second best. <laughs> uh yeah, let's start. Seton Hall. Uh, the, the 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 my opening point was going to be that Seton. This did not feel like a fluke. This did not feel, mm. which isn't to say that like you know Seton Hall is a def, definitively better team than Michigan. It's more that uh, Seton Hall played great defense. They played very very tough against Michigan. Uh, they 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 made uh, big plays down. I mean I don't know all the all the cliches you want where you, yeah. you come away from it thinking uh, between Jared Roden and Trey Jackson was unbelievable in this game. Um, that you, you start talking to yourself in and you're like, oh my God, I think I think Seton Hall is just like legitimately a good basketball team and this was not a fluke. Like they just went and stole the game from Michigan. Right? I will tell you this. Before the season started, when we were doing our previews, I had a Big East resource reach out to me and I was, you know, we we're doing the same thing. Like, who is the second best team in the Big East? And I was asking that sincerely and I was told based on practices that this person had seen that Seton Hall was that team. So in the back Secret of Secret my- scrimmages, say? <laughs> Not the secret scrimmages, okay, but the secret pra- Packers. Okay, these the are these are okay. one gotcha. one one layer behind the cloak, and so I felt good about Seton Hall. But the idea that they were going to go to Michigan on a yeah. day that Jawan Howard had signed a five year extension, no less, Ooh. that was the other part of this. Ooh. He signs a five year extension. It's on the bottom line. It's Jawan Howard. You know, he's going to be the best coach in basketball. Michigan. They're marching towards you know these mm-hmm. national titles and Final Fours that are they're destined to so have. You're saying Jawan Howard's coasting now. Like now that he signed the contract, he's just going to not try. I'm saying I was anymore. shocked that on the that day that he signed the five-year extension <laughs> that this is what happened on the other side of that. So yeah. that did, you know, it just kind of ruffled me a little bit. I didn't expect Seton Hall, Seton Hall to go ahead and make this leap early on. But the way this game was played, it was so mucky. And as it was yeah. getting mucked up, you could see that Seton Hall started to believe in themselves. Yes. And, and from there... I mean, obviously, Michigan's going to figure it out. I, I'm not really obviously? worried. Obviously, yeah, they're going to figure Is it out. Is it obvious? It's obvious. I'm not. I'm not too worried about Michigan. Dude, I, I, because yeah. w- <laughs> I think Seton Hall's that a, good. I, Caleb, so Caleb Houston goes one for nine in this game. Exactly. I don't you know? Like, if you're betting on Caleb Houston going one for nine, that's your path to beating Michigan. Uh, you're probably going to lose luck. that bet. Yeah, more often than not. Uh, what What was alarming to me, Tate? It, it, it never clicked with me until I saw it happening. Is that the game was on the line for Michigan? And Jawan Howard puts the ball in Eli Brooks' hands and says, "Go win us this game." And I, I this isn't even the Ohio State homer in me. I, I, I have to believe if I'm a Michigan fan and I say those words and I hear my coach say those words out loud, Eli Brooks, go win us the basketball game. That's not where you want to be as a team. That's mm. just not where you want to be. Eli Brooks. That's not what Eli Brooks does. Great player, good player, kind of good player. <laughs> good player. We'll give him good player. Uh, he's a role guy. Eli, that's been his entire career. He's been like the guy that's in the corner that'll hit big shots. He can hit big shots. He is not the guy doing iso ball at the with ten seconds left on the clock. Go win us the game. That's not where you want. Like, do they have that guy? That's that's exactly that's the it. Question. That's what it, it clicked with me. I was like, they don't. I don't think they have that guy. Houston's probably there. Houston's got to be that guy. And yeah. He's not that guy yet. And uh, the, I, which is why bigger picture, I said coming into the season, I felt like Purdue was. The fa- like trying to suss out the Big Ten, Purdue and Michigan seem to be, you know, one of those two is probably the best team I, yeah. for most people. Um, I felt like Purdue was except for me. I keep falling in love. Purdue is better suited in my mind to win the Big Ten, whereas uh-huh. Michigan is better suited to win a national championship. If I if I had to pick one team from the Big Ten that could compete for a national title, I still think it could end up being Michigan. Yeah, I think Caleb Houston has to become that guy. 
Uh, but I think Purdue is built for the long haul of the Big Ten schedule, and they're like better right now. And we know who that guy is. Late game situation. Yes, they it's have. Ivy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. That stood out to me. Eli Brooks, if you're listening, um, I don't. I'm, why am I apologizing to Michigan? Yeah, you don't, don't have need, to. I don't need to apologize. You don't have to. No, I, th- I like. I don't. I don't want to be a hater because I think Eli Brooks is a good player and he'll hit big shots and he's going to kill Ohio State. He'll probably score like 27 on us and not be able to miss. Um, but I, 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 that, that, that clicked with me when I was watching the end of that game, and I was like, oh, my God, they're giving the ball to Eli Brooks to say go win. He's never – that's not what he does. Yeah. That's just not what – that's not he, – he can do a lot of things great for Michigan. I don't love him in that spot. And, but I don't think they have anyone else. To. And I think Michigan, this is the, one of those times where they realize when you are the number four team in the country, and even though Seton Hall's coming in, you might not be too hyped on this game, mm-hmm. and you might think you can coast – you don't have the talent to coast to a win. You're not – that much You're better. Not that, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. not miles ahead of exactly. Yeah. I think last year the team actually did have enough talent to be, you know, coasting in some of these games with yes. Shawnee Brown coming off the bench and things like that. Isaiah so, Livers, was, yeah, yeah, awesome. They, they, they yeah. had the the players to kind of match the mentality, and I think this game maybe brought them back down to earth a little bit. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think we should. Speaking of people that came back to earth, uh, Mark Turgeon. Can we talk about that? Cause, Please. Because it just keeps on Not rolling. Not to games, but we can talk about it. But it just it, keeps it, on yeah, rolling. Yeah. It, it, it falls into the same, what is going on with the Big Ten? Every single day, another hit. And Maryland, I mean, George Mason, this is great for Larinaga. We were talking about in the last episode. Yeah. We need the, the PR of Jim Larinaga to get boosted. And George Mason, they give us this big upset. Then it you know, beckons back to 2006. Everyone's talking about Larinaga going to the Final <laughs> Four again. So I don't know what we did to make that happen, but thank you, Universe. Appreciate that. I don't really have a big takeaway here than... If you're Maryland, you have to eventually get you have to move on. Like there has From to Turgeon? be Yeah, you have to so Dude, there has it, to be a breaking point. <laughs> what is the breaking point? You think it's going to come in mid-November. Yes. You think they put up with all these years of Turgeon just to mid, in mid-November no, you lose one is, game and you fire him? This I don't even care. It's not even about the game. It's just <laughs> it, how many times can we can we get just teased along the same path, right? I mean, they have to at some point say I'm fed up with this. Let's do something different. Let's let's see if we can get I mean, hell, I'd put Danny – I would fire Turgeon and just move Danny Manning over to the head coach for the rest of the season. I don't think you want to do that. I would! Just to change it up. And I like Turgeon. And I like Turgeon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you see that no. scoreline, you watch that game, you see the highlights. George Mason looked great. But Maryland, it, it comes back to what what is what is Maryland doing? It just feels like they're just sitting here. And they're not making any moves. It's the same thing. Dude, it's the gonna, same thing. They're, they're going to finish, what, fourth in the Big Ten this year and, and make the Sweet 16. And then you're going to look up and just be like, I I don't think we can I think on. It, I think like that's a good season dude, for Maryland, it in the right? NBA terms, it's like Maryland either – They're the Pacers. Go all the way in or <laughs> that's tank. That's the Pacers. Just tank. That's the Indiana Pacers, dude. That is the Indiana Pacers every single – I don't even know what to pay. I have not paid a lick of attention <laughs> to the NBA yet this season. And I'm willing to bet – that the Pacers are between like the four and the look this up. I, I'm gonna look it up. I, I've not I'm looked up the standings. I've no, I know the Warriors. Are I don't killing. know where they are. I don't know anything else. I'm gonna guess the Pacers are. I don't think they're Ooh. playing particularly well right now. So I would. I, I get the feeling they're not. <laughs> especially going oof. I'm gonna say they're. If the playoffs started today, they're the 11 seed. They're the 13 seed, but they're what? right there. Yeah. We gotta figure it out. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. See, we need the Pacers. <laughs> Pacers gotta bump it up, get to the seven seed, losing the first or second round, and that's that's how it goes. That's the Pacers' uh, experience. Um, yeah, Maryland. The, the the real story coming out of the Maryland game is Kim English and George Mason, 33 yeah. year old head coach, played at Missouri. Frank Haith, uh, on the back when Missouri was good. Uh, a pilot, by, by the way, every time I bring up Missouri. Someone pointed this out. Like we never talk about Missouri unless we're making jokes about Missouri. Yeah. Like last year, Missouri went to the NCAA tournament. We never talked about Missouri. 
I and then I've already I've already made like three or four jokes this season about how well, bad Missouri is. We spent is. an entire year talking about Michael Porter Jr. So yeah, we did. Yeah. We gave him his own segment. Yeah, we gave yeah. him an um, entire thing. Kim English, though, head coach of George Mason, is a uh, uh, a, a a budding superstar in this industry. I believe. Tate. Mm. I, I, in all seriousness, I have talked to like two. Or th- I've never talked. I've never met Kim English. Never talked to him. I have talked to a couple people that have talked to a couple people that know Kim English or have been to one of Kim English's practice. Whatever. You know how this business works. Uh. I've been blown away by how many people, even before they beat Maryland, like coming into the season, how many people were telling me that Kim English is like very, very smart. Well, here's an idea. Be awesome at, at here's an idea. What Maryland hire Kim English? Hire, hire Kim English. I mean, there you go. Like that. that, that you want to talk about Dude, a move that's gonna get things going again? What about what? What if Maryland just straight up said before the NCAA tournament, if you beat us in the NCAA tournament, we will hire you? They just like put out like they put a bounty yes. on Mark Turgeon's head, and they're like, whoever slays I this man, <laughs> I love it. It, Step right up, mid-major coaches. I, I Beat us in the first round, and you are our new coach. And Turgeon <laughs> will get another job. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not calling for anybody to be fired to be done with basketball. <laughs> he'll he'll get another job, but just let go of Maryland. Like Maryland, you talk about sleeping giants. Like Maryland right now is a giant, and it is just getting strangled. And it needs someone to go over there and say, "Hey, give it a rest. Let's reset this program. Let's get Gary Williams back around this program." Like you know what I mean? Let's let's tap yeah. into ACC Maryland because whatever this is. It's not working. Let's get back to the Big East uh, because the the oh actually no never mind I'm looking at my list here it says St John's lost Jim is that correct St John's lost to Indiana yeah what happened but I thought we were talking about how the Big East is beating all the Big Ten teams that can't be right what happened there um I don't know I think they cheated <laughs> steroids <laughs> steroids <laughs> can you imagine a basketball team doing steroids mean. like doing anabolic steroids. <laughs> Bunch of guys look like Dwayne Johnson. I, I'm just... gonna say this. I think Mark Godfrey just tried that. <laughs> <laughs> Which coach is most likely? We talked about this, didn't we? Which coach is most likely to do yeah, steroids? Bruce Pearl. It's Bruce Pearl. Yeah. yeah. So the internet confirmed us yeah. that it was Bruce Pearl. It checks out. Yeah. But this was a good game. Muscleman would do it as a bit. Muscleman yeah. would have his his guys would have his son like show him the stats, the number, the how many retweets could we do on this? And he's like, I'll do it. I'll do I'll do a steroid cycle for six months. If I I, yeah, in my head, I see Eric Musselman. I'm closing my eyes. He's dressed up as Popeye. He, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, taking yeah. steroids to be Popeye. Yeah, that, that all checks out. Uh, let's talk about Indiana St. John's. Though. This is the, yeah. one, the one glimmer of hope that the Big Ten has. Uh, this was a great game. I thought both of these teams, um, it was it got a little sloppy, but uh, – both of these, and that's not a that's not a pun about the chant that Indiana fans were chanting at Steph Smith. By well, the way. What yeah. what is it? There was a lot of drama. Like I guess yeah. uh, we don't have to get into it. But an ex girlfriend of Trace Jackson Davis and now dating Steph Smith, yeah. the, the starting guard for St. John's, and then because if you watch this game, it had a little. There was there was a little <laughs> something else that was going on, and guys were trying to dunk on each other's heads and flagrant foul. A lot of flagrant Mathis foul. got yeah. ejected for uh, for breaking Trey Galloway's wrist. And Stephen Bar, I love Stephen Bardo on that call. Uh, even- Bardo's the best. Bardo was like, "That's a play on." <laughs> or no, he said that he goes, "If this is anything more than a common foul, the mistake has been made." He's yeah. like, I don't, "I don't see this as anything more than a common foul." And the refs take a look at it and they're like, "That's a flagrant too. You're ejected." Yeah, yeah, he throwing someone out. Bardo's like, "Whoa!" And Bardo's like, "That can't be right. What happened? Let him play. This is basketball." I thought. And then Trey Galloway, we find out today, Trey Galloway literally broke his wrist and he's out for however long because of that play. He never came back in the game. He broke his wrist. I didn't know he actually and broke Bardo his wrist. Bardo's like, "Oh my god!" Bardo's like, "I don't even know if that's a foul. And if it is a foul, it's just a common foul." It's a- well, that's Biggie's basketball. <laughs> 
On the playground, you don't even get free throws for that. You check it back up top. <laughs> yeah, your wrist dangling. Uh, Indiana St. John, what, what were your thoughts? What is your takeaway from uh, this game? Did, did Indiana win? Did, uh, did mm. St. John's win? Is this a more moral victory for St. John's? My, my first thought initially was when you watch this game, I thought it was fascinating that Mike Anderson wore the Bobby Knight sweater. Mm. So if you, you turn this game on, you look over at the benches and you say, well, that must be Indiana over there because Mike Woody, Anderson... Woody's is, saving it for the Purdue game, I think. Well, I like, He's I, I like Woody game. in the yeah. suit. You know what I mean? But I did also th think that Mike Anderson was trying to get in his head by wearing the Knight sweater. Yeah. You know, in assembly yeah. hall in front of him. So I loved the and he's way he's also like a bald black man that yeah, like trying to get at it, get in his head. So, yeah, it's a Mike very Mick Cronin yeah. move like what he did to Jay Wright. So. Mike Anderson should have grown out the goatee too. And, that, and really <laughs> That's how that's how it looked on television. You're just like, what is happening here? Is India why what what uh and as it's going on in this game, and I promise you this, and I can't give these stats, but if Archie Miller coached that game against St. John's Indiana oh, loses. Oh, 100%. No question about that it. That was what I loved about this game. Yes. Because St. John's came out. They were trying to hit him in the mouth. They're a great defensive team. They were trying to basically do their best to punk yeah. Indiana, Trace Jackson Davis, and they refused. Yes. And they fought. Yes. And they played with a lot of heart. And they, and they battled back in this game. And you could see the crowd, the Indiana Assembly Hall crowd, they got their respect. Right. And, I, and, I, and I, as I watched this game, all I could say to myself was, the Big Ten is floundering over here as a conference, but Indiana, a program that would usually lose this game if it was any other head coach, they figured it out. And you, you know I've been all about Woody. You know, you and I, we, we both think Mike Woodson's going to be a good coach. But I've been waiting to see a, a moment where I can say, there's hey, a difference. There there's is. a there's a, a, a and that was yeah. what it was. It was a, it was a validation for everything I believe. You're 100 percent right. If if Arch is coaching that game, the 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 buttholes get super tight. Super tight. As St. John's makes the comeback. And, yes. Uh, I mean St. John's like tied it up like immediately out of the gate uh, in the second half, and then Indiana started pulling away again, and then they tied it up again towards the end. Uh, but towards the end, if like what was happening at the end of that game happens two years ago, it's it's a wrap. It, yeah. it, it might it best case scenario it goes to overtime indiana loses by like three and then the, the the positive indiana fans are like we showed a lot of good stuff out there like it might be we might be, we might be okay i don't know like it's st john's is gonna make the tournament probably so that's not a bad like that was the place indiana was in and you're absolutely right i think the fans could feel that that like st john's is throwing that press at iu they were making a lot of mistakes iu was turning the ball over and getting pretty sloppy at times but the confidence never wavered. There was they they weren't like getting the ball over the the half court line and then getting their butthole tight and being the, like now what? Uh, the, 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 the. The, the perfect example yeah. of this is the first basket made in this game. St. John's hit a three, and you said it. St. John's like to set up that press before they could set up the press. Indiana instead of being like oh, oh crap. they made a three oh, yeah, oh crap yeah. they'd already inbounded the ball got down the court then hit a three of their own yes and that that to me already said we have a different mentality than what we had been seeing at IU we're not gonna we're not gonna deflate after right. someone hits us in the mouth we're gonna answer the bell and that's how they played the whole game and mike woodson was cool calm composed i i was impressed with indiana but i also like st john's a lot as a team and champagne champagne's a star he's the Cham biggest player of the year he should, he should already win it right now i agree he should, gonna, he should win it right he's now. He's going to lead the conference who's, again in scoring. Who's the second best team in the Big East? It's probably, it might be Villanova. Who's the Who's the first best team in the Big Saint East? John's. And who's the second best player in the Big East? Those, those are the big questions I have. I because Champagne's winning Big East Player of the Year. So the two best players in the Big East might be on St. John's. <laughs> now, now, hang on a second. I'm just kidding. I just love Posh. Posh, I'm all, I mean, in, I'm all in on Posh. I love the energy. I love the defensive intensity. But Julian Champagne, I'm being serious about, that guy's going to play in the league. And... 
I saw this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I saw this. Might thing. be a first rounder, dude. If he keeps this up, what he's doing so far. Mike Anderson gave him Cam Johnson tape to watch and said, yeah. like, watch this guy. Did you see how far he was pulling threes dude, from? He's pulling. I mean, he's pulling threes from 27 feet, and it's nothing. It's casual. And it's accepted by the team because they're like, he has the ultimate green light. Love it. Big fan of Champagne. He's going to be awesome to watch this season because St. Yeah. John's plays really fast. And as you, as you said, uh, he's got an ultra green light, and you put those two together, and that is a fun player to watch. I'm having a great time. I'm certainly having fun. You having fun, Jim? (laughs) Yeah, it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Tuesday night, though, we get to see Champagne. We do. Yeah, in person. Uh, The other things I wanted to say about this Indiana St. John's game, Jordan Geronimo and Tamar Bates, you officially Mm. have my attention. They're not there yet, but Jordan Geronimo comes in towards the end of the game, has like seven points out of nowhere. Is Paul, you want to talk about like having the green light? This dude was just like, I'm, I'm winning this game for Indiana, and and I, half half of Assembly Hall is like, who's this kid again? Yeah, <laughs> what? Who is this kid? Um, and Tamar Bates is going to be, he's not there yet, but like, I he, he's got to start by the end of the year. I was going to say, there's another layer. Eleven points in eleven minutes. Yeah, there's he's another layer of like Mike Woodson's guys that are going to be playing for Indiana. Like once he gets hit, like yeah. we always joke about, like the coaches got to get their guys get their in. Guys, yeah. I'm excited to see Mike Woodson's guys because I like Trace Jackson Davis a lot, but Trace Jackson Davis is a holdover from the last regime, yeah. and when he gets his main guy yes. all star, they're they're going to be a Bates, force, dude. It's going to be, be Bates. Force to the, other, the other thing to love about Bates is he's, he's a guard who wears number 53, which yeah. is uh, – it, it, that always works Strong. for me. Guards, guards that wear big numbers always work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll Cole Anthony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 50. What? That might be the one exception. What the hell are you doing 50, dude? Uh, but oh, Indiana man. ultimately uh, – the, the one – like if you're making the case to be worried about Indiana, and this is the same old IU – it's uh they were horrible from the free throw line. They were not great from the three point line. This is this is the Didn't one matter. holdover from Didn't Archie matter. Miller era. I know, but it's gonna bite him at some These point. These are dude. Archie's players. I know they got it. You have to make shots to win at this level, Tate. You do. You have to make shots. And if Indiana's not making shots, I'm worried they're gonna they're gonna lose some stupid games this year that they shouldn't. But they they look great. I think both those teams are making the tournament, right? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Agreed. 100%. Locks. I think locks. <laughs> I think I, I do. Should we, think, should we simulate the rest of the season? We already got the biggies figured out. We got we got the NCAA. T- we got both these teams. The bubble figured out. We got everything figured out. Let's just simulate the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, let's do we it. Need to, I'm in. What, what what else stood out from uh from Big East? Anything else you want to talk about? Do we do I have to bring it up? What do I have to do? We have to talk about it. What happened? I mean, you predicted this was going to happen. What happened, dude? I I don't know what you're talking about. Ohio I, State. I was, oh. <laughs> I was at the beach, dude. I was surfing all day. I didn't see. I just I drove straight here. I, didn't, I have no well, idea. Well, one of happened. my favorite rules on? on this program is that if we did not watch the game, it <laughs> yeah. did not count. Dude, I was surfing. So I if you want to pull that. that card, and I, I'm going to pull that card quite a few times this season, it looks like. So you did not watch this game. Do you need me to get you up to speed? Dude, on I what live happened? in Los Angeles, Tate. Like I don't have time to be watching <laughs> Cincinnati bat. Yeah. Like I don't Ohio care. Ohio games. Like, I, mean, I don't care, dude. I'm living. I'm out here living my best life. I'm not trying to watch it. I think yeah, LeBron. Tell, LeBron tell was watching. Happened. It was tell, on his story. Tell me what happened. Tell me what I missed. I mean, you didn't miss much. The fifth time that Xavier and Ohio State played each other, the last three times they went into <sighs> overtime. The only time that it didn't go into overtime in series history was back in 1933 based on the graphic we had, and it was 31-19. to 19. So this was a historical game. And the first time these two programs have met, Titus, Yeah. last time you were on the team. I was on the bench, yeah. 2007. Yeah, if you watch the clip of uh, Ron Lewis hitting the shot, I, uh, I'm i the one guy on the bench that's still sitting on the bench. The rest of our team was standing up, Yeah. Uh, including Danny Peters, who's now an assistant coach at uh, Xavier. I texted him, by the way, after the game. I just sent him – I sent him. he hasn't hit me back. I sent him a uh, the, the, the screenshot of Larry Bird and Jordan hugging yeah. from the uh, – <laughs> From the the last dance, the best. 
you, you know. <laughs> I said, uh, Danny, Danny's assistant on Xavier. Uh, what I was going to say was, uh, I'm the only guy sitting on the bench because I, what's going through my head at that time was trying to figure out what I was going to do for spring break because I had already planned that we were going to win the national championship. And now I was like, we're going to lose to these bums from Xavier. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there just like, I don't know, I guess I could drive to Florida. I don't know. Like, what? I, I don't know. And as I'm thinking that, Ron hits the shot, and then I was like, what? What just happened? <laughs> I was trying to not watch. I was trying to like, – yeah, that was the you birth. You were disassociating. That was the birth of the if you don't watch, it doesn't happen mindset. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the first time, and I didn't actually see the shot live. That, that's my story. I didn't actually see it going. I just saw, like, our, our team lose their minds, and I stood up, and I was like, what happened? Did we do it? And I put my arms in there. No, I mean, it's the best feeling. I used, remember used to watching like watching Tiger Woods back in the day. I'd watch him hit the putt. Like, I'd watch, like, the putter, and then yeah. I would just not look at the hole. You know what I mean? I, I would just watch the putter, and I'd stay straight. And then I'd watch the reaction behind him. Did you, know you ever I mean? did, did you ever do a – have you ever done a move with sports where you turn the TV off? Oh, yeah. Like, the field, the game-winning field goal gets kicked, and you just turn it off, and you just sit there and, like, take – You want to know the worst one that breaths, I did that Deep and then way? you're like, okay, I'm going to turn it back on and see what happens. 2016 national title game. I see Archie Diacono. Oh, really? it back and I cut oh, it off. No. And I was watching by myself. Oh, no. And I cut it off and I was literally. <laughs> my do. phone started you buzzing do. because my mom, like, my mom was already calling me. And I thought it was like maybe overtime because I saw my phone ring and then I turned it back on and it was just. I saw it. <laughs> oh, no. It was heartbreak. Oh, no. So don't uh, do that, kids. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. Um, but back to Xavier, Ohio State. Congratulations to Xavier. Yeah. Hang the banner. This was a huge deal uh, for, for them. This is the probably the biggest win, I would say, in Xavier history. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. H- hang the banner. You got you, They have no other banners to hang <laughs> in, that, in that program. So, I don't know. What, what, what banners do you think hang in the Centos Center? The Ooh. We were a one seed in 2018. And then I think there's just like a coach picture left of J.P. Mac, or J.P. McCura that is just like sitting up there. Yeah. And it's just... You know, I, I do think they time. have a banner. I think they have a banner that says these coaches left us, and then it's just a list of <laughs> Skip Prosser, Chris Mack, Dad Mahada, Sean, <laughs> and they're just like all Save these guys. Here, left us. <laughs> throw up the X. Congratulations, you, you got to win. Bitches. Yeah, you won. Congratulations. <laughs> but I said they were going to win on the show, and I wasn't. Even, I wasn't even being pessimistic. Like I knew mm. Xavier was. The, I, I've been to a game there. I watched Xavier play Villanova a few years ago. Um, probably five or six years ago at this point. That place is nuts. That arena they yeah. have. It is an awesome. But we should go to a game there sometime. And Paul uh, Scruggs in this game. I mean, down the he's stretch. Nasty. Yeah. Xavier's good. I think Xavier's going to end up being the second best team in the Big East. <laughs> They're going to beat or out. Maybe the first best team. Or first best team. I don't know because Zach Friedman is their best player. He didn't even play in this game. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I Ohio State Justice Suing's out for God knows how long. I don't think he's coming back to like January or something. Oof. Uh. And I knew I knew we had too many young guys that like this was their first taste of. You know, because last year also there we didn't have fans and everything. So like this is like kind of the first taste. I I don't know. I'm not but making ex- I'm not making excuses. I'm explaining why I didn't have <laughs> a lot of faith going into this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, no. Place. Uh, the, the I knew all- the, I knew that environment was going to swallow us alive, and this mattered. Frankly, like all jokes aside, this did matter much much more to Xavier than it did to Ohio State. Absolutely, right? Yes, of course. Thank you, thank you, Tate. Of course, but also Hang can we banner. say I, I I have the panic button. My hands hovering over it. I'm about to hit it because Ohio State, we have no guards. We have no guards to help EJ Liddell. We have no guards to help Braxton Key. We have no guards to help Kyle Young. We have three legit bigs. And, like, they're small bigs, but they're modern bigs. And I like how they can impact the game. But, you know, Michi Johnson, he, he's – I told you he's a 50-50 yeah. guy. I, it's either 50, it's going to go great, or 50, it's going to go horrifically bad. 
And I don't see them finding a guy yeah. unless, you know, maybe a guy like Michi steps up and, and evolves in some capacity. We're, Are you I, worried about no, that? No, I'm not panic. I'm not hitting the panic button. I, but I, I will concede. No, I'm not even hovering. I'm I don't, hovering. I, I will concede. Uh, I did Google what is the process of panicking <laughs> just to like get a quick refresher. Yes. Just to like, yes, to remind myself of what you're, what are the stages of panic, you know? But no, we're, we, I don't even know where the button is, dude. I, it's, I, the button is, it's, I'd have to dig it up out of the attic somewhere. I don't know. I, I don't know. No, I'm not panicking. Do I look like I'm panicking? He's not panicking. Do I look like I'm panicking, dude? Does it look like I'm panicking? No. That Seth Towns and Justice Suing and Kyle Young, that every single guy on our team gets hurt and then, like, apparently just sprained ankles don't exist at Ohio mm. State? Like, why is it that every other school, a guy gets hurt, he's out for, like, three weeks, and then he comes back, and now he's fine to play? And at Ohio State, like... Lord knows what's going on with Seth Towns and Justice Suing. And so Kyle. you're blaming the medical staff? Maybe. Okay. Honestly, Doc Jones, get it together, dude. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are we doing? He's going to get this like, why, why do all these? Yeah, send it to Doc Jones, dude. Why do all these injuries linger? Why are all these guys like, figure Why are out, we lingering? Why are we lingering? Modern medicine is amazing. Let's get with the times. Yes. Run some tests. Let's go to Germany. Let's get the, like, for God's sakes, I've seen the facility we have where you got the, like, underwater pool where you can yeah. run underwater, you know, on the tread, the underwater pool treadmill thing. I think it's the LeBron pool. Dude, freaking get these guys on that and run that thing. Like, I'm sure that works. Mm. Do that. Do 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 a few cycles of that, and we'll be healthy, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't know how it works. The point is it's not my job to know. Figure it out, Doc Jones. I don't think that you guys <laughs> follow the top 25, though, right? Because we probably do. We, we, we should. Xavier should be in the top 25, though. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. But so should Indiana and St. John. Like, it's, I don't know. There's only 25 yeah. teams that can be in Indiana the might be. So. Uh, we're going to shut up. We're going to let Dana O'Neill talk. We're going to talk to her uh, about her book. About the, She wrote a book about the Big East, the Old Big East. What is better than the Old Big East? Absolutely nothing. Uh, let's talk to Dana O'Neill about it. Quick break to talk about our friends at Stamps.com. If you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all the hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS. That's right, both UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Whether you're selling online or running an office or a side hustle, stamps.com can save you so much time, so much money, and so much stress during the holidays. You know the supply chain's messed up. You have no idea what that means. I don't know what it means either, Tate, but uh, I know that like everything is impossible these days. Why not make your life easier, not have to deal with all of that, and use stamps.com? Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up and use promo code TNT for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code TNT. Dell's Black Friday event has arrived, and it's the perfect time to step up your creativity. With early access savings up to $300 off PCs, it's Dell's biggest sale of the year. Get more into what you're into with the latest XPS and Alienware systems featuring Intel Core processors. Save on top monitors, docks, and accessories, all with free shipping, plus great financing from Dell Preferred Account. Call 800-BUY-DELL for Black Friday deals. That's 800-BUY-DELL. All right, joining us now is Dana O'Neill, writer for The Athletic uh, and author of a book you can see behind her right there. Look at that. Look at those. Yeah. That looks good. You got them set up behind <laughs> you back there. Uh, it is about Big East basketball, and it is called – are you ready for this, Tate? Yes. Here's the title of the book. Okay. The Big East. Boom. Great title. Uh, 
<laughs> Inside the most entertaining and influential conference in college basketball history, it is out now. You can go purchase it. Read all about the uh, the 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 best. We we love the old big. We East, love Scott. the old biggies. And Dana, th- this is perfect timing to have you on because uh, right now, because uh, the Big East is the talk of college basketball, dominating the Gavit games and all the the synergy. Yeah. Is absolutely perfect. I'll start with this, Dana. Um, what what is uh? Let, let's just start broad. Like, what was the motivation behind this? Why write this book? Yeah, I, I love to think that I was brilliant, and I just saw this great story idea and this great book idea. I actually wrote a story about uh, coaches' meetings in the old Big East and how crazy they got. And a book agent reached out to me and said, "Yo, I think this would be a really good book." And I <laughs> I honestly was like, "Wait, nobody wrote a book on the Big East yet? You've got to be kidding me! That that had to be done." And he said, "Absolutely not." So. When he told me that, I was in. I mean, I grew up watching it. I covered it a ton. I knew so much of what you know it was all about. So to me, the the crazy stories and I don't know, just the the crazy games, all of it merited being told in in some sort of a narrative form. Oh, wow. And Dana, you mentioned that you grew up a Big East fan. So I mean, that that adds a whole another layer to this thing. Is there anything, any gossip, any storyline that you went into the book and you said? <laughs> I really got to figure this out. I got to figure out what Raleigh Massimino was yeah. doing. You know, is there anything like that? Set that this was... record straight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, not probably one, but there were so many stories that, you know, I heard about like, okay, the sweater game between, you know, Luke Karnasek and John Thompson mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the fights between Jim Beheim and John Thompson and Rolly Massimino <laughs> and, you know, how he would go and like scream at people in the hallways and all this stuff. So you heard all these crazy stories. And you kind of assumed that they were true because if you knew the people involved, you're like, yeah, they're crazy. They're probably true. But you didn't, right? It checks out. But you didn't actually know the backstory of what they were truly about. So to hear like Gary Williams tell me about chasing Roley Massimino at halftime at a game in BC because he was convinced (laughs) Roley was going to get on the officials. And Roley turned and screamed at him, yo, get back in your locker room. And Gary turned to go back to the locker room. I was like, wait, 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 this is my gym. Like You don't get to tell me where to go. Like that's it, it was crazy. It was crazy. The stuff went on in that lake. Did, did you ever like figure out why? Um, you, you know, like it, it makes sense. Coaches, it's a competitive business. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to win. There can only be one winner every game. We know that. But uh, I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of high stakes college basketball going on all around the country. <laughs> what what is it about this group of guys? The big because this is like like Tate grew up an ACC fan. I grew up a Big Ten fan. And when we grew up, we still heard about this stuff. Like we heard about yeah. Somehow the, the old yep. biggies yes. got, they got so to us. So why was what 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 was it about the makeup of? Was it just these particular men? Do you think it was something about the biggies as a conference? Uh, yeah. What what what's your takeaway with all that? I think it was a combination. Yeah. I mean, partially the makeup of these guys. They were just all sort of loud, and one was bigger than the next. I mean, not necessarily physically, but just in personality. There, a lot of them were out to prove themselves. It was kind of hard to think now, but Jim Beheim was just getting started as a head coach. You know, John Thompson had been a high school coach. PJ Carlissima was coming out of Wagner. Roley was hired like out of nowhere. So none of them were like who we know them are now. So they're all trying mm-hmm. to prove themselves, but then you mix in kind of the flavor of the league. It was nasty. I mean, it was street ball. It was, it was rough. I mean, there were fights. They went to six fouls for a while. That's right. They were all mm-hmm. ready to like just throw punches. Right. So you add all of that, and it just made it just so crazy and and flamboyant. I think it's the only word I can come up with sometimes to describe that league. Every time that we talk to anyone that grew up watching the Big East in the 80s, they start talking, and you start wondering how many casualties there were in the league. Like how, <laughs> yeah. how, many, how many people 
people that survived. Is, is there a cemetery for all the people that like lost their lives playing Biggie's basketball? Because that's seriously, like, there's like a... that's like the conversation. <laughs> there should be. And then the next step, Dana, yeah, I mean, is... it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. well, fights. I mean, literally like fist fights, like throwing punches, like just haymakers, crazy haymakers. Is there a fight that stands out to you then that that really in this book that you were able to dive into? Yeah. I mean, the one that I was really surprised, there was a moment where Pearl Washington kind of threw a punch at Patrick Ewing and Patrick went back at him. And if you think about it, like Pearl was not, I mean, Patrick's a big man. Pearl <laughs> Washington was not a big man. And Pearl kind of threw like a kind of a cheap shot that, no, that the refs, of course, didn't see. And Patrick was like, what in the world? And he went to like double back on, on Pearl Washington. And the dude who played the Dome Ranger, which was kind of like the hokey homemade mascot that Syracuse had at the time said he said I told Pearl afterward he hit your aura he said I could feel the punch like coming at me sitting on the sidelines like if he connected Pearl Washington would have been like splattered on the floor easily it was I crazy lo I love these stories I love well here, here's the problem here's the problem I guess Dana is that uh we're all nostalgic for the old Big East it's fun to talk about yeah. the, this this era of the past and 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 we're all upset about how the Big East dissolved and how football won out and all this sort of stuff. But at the same time, you hear yourself saying these words out loud. Like, can you imagine if this was happening? Like, the, 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 there were there was always an expiration date on quote unquote the old Big East, right? Like, there's no way we could have kept 100%. this going forever. <laughs> there's no way. No, I mean, and you think there's so 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 much of the stuff that I was like researching and. I mean, horrible, horrible, horrible things. Like, you know, Patrick Ewing, they threw like banana peels at backboards when he hit shot free throws. And the weird thing was you would read a story about it in the old newspaper and they'd be like, yeah, that happened. And that was it. It was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, like there's no column. There's no like 500 yeah. follow-up stories. Like, no, no, that just happened. And the same with this crazy stuff. I mean, yeah, you couldn't have, co you know, play. I mean, the, the final four between Syracuse and Providence, like in the middle of the final four national semifinal, those guys went at it. Like Billy Donovan is like running around the court, like ducking away from punches. Like that, they, that could not happen today. It couldn't. It. I wish it could, but it absolutely could not. It would be cool if it happened like once. It just like, it, like just, just give it a taste. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to happen it all the time. That's too much. Yeah. And the other thing about the old Big East is that you can somehow trace all of the trends of today back to the old Big East. When you talk about the three point yep. revolution, mm -hmm. we go back to Rick Pitino. Yep. Providence yep. you mentioned Billy Donovan so I mean how much of that was fun just being able to kind of point to the direct source of all these seismic shifts in, in basketball in general yeah I think that's the one thing that really resonated with me like I kind of knew the league and all the funny stories but when you think about the impact it had on college basketball so many things like Dave Gavitt was so ahead of his time look the partnership with ESPN has been like talked about end endlessly but it really was brilliant it made the Big East and National League by going coast to coast. That was one. The idea of having the tournament in Madison Square Garden, like this place where everybody went for all the big games, that was another. The three-point shot, you know, that, like you said, that Patino brought to the game. I mean, there were so many things. Guard play, you know, the mm -hmm. big man. I mean, just, there were so many things that the Big East did that was so ahead of their time, but, but still resonate today. They still matter today. What uh? What, what's the fa your favorite thing that you were reminded of, or maybe learned for the first time in researching this? We all we all kind of know some of the 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 bigger bullet points talking about the biggies, but what was the one thing that you're like, I completely forgot about this, or I had no idea this even happened? Yeah, I mean there were there were a lot of them, like you know, funny stories, like you know, Jay Wright was telling a story, like Rolly Massimino used to have like essentially anybody he wanted on the bench, like. Tommy Lasorda, Perry Como. I mean, anybody that seriously, like they would Tommy fly Lasorda. in and they would get a, 
They did. They like got. They would come in and have dinner at Rolly's house before the game, and then he would give him a seat on the bench. Like the NCA made a rule, like that you couldn't have people that weren't on your staff on the bench because of Rolly <laughs> Massimino. And so, I guess John Thompson got really ticked off about like all these people that were on the bench, and and Jay was telling us for like in the spectrum once, like in the old Philadelphia spectrum, coming down oh, the wow. hallway. And and Thompson is screaming and you know basically mfing uh, yeah. Roly about who's going to be on the bench and they practically come for blows and Jay's like oh my god I'm going to have to like separate these two and then they just start laughing and walk off and they go out and like Tommy Lasorda on the bench it what like Tommy <laughs> Lasorda sat on the going up like what. Those are the best stories. Uh, you, you, you mentioned Big John. I think I think we have to give him like you know his own separate space here because he was so yeah. revolutionary yes. and so legendary and so ahead of his time. But one of the things I remember, one of the quotes that someone said about him was that he wanted the media and all the people to hate him so that they would love yep. his team, and that was why he acted Correct. in such a brash way. I mean, can you speak to that a little bit? Doing your research about Big John and just his influence. <laughs> A hundred percent. A lot of what people don't understand about what John was about was I mean, part of it. He did like it. He liked to have fun with people and, you know, <laughs> tweak them. Certainly like he kind of liked that nobody knew where the team was staying and he played into all that. But a lot of it was protection. I mean, Patrick Ewing went through hell as a high school basketball player in Boston, mm -hmm. just with all kinds of racist nonsense. And, and again, as a player. And John also knew that he was recruiting a lot of young black men and people were going to want to criticize them coming to Georgetown. And so yep. he thought, I'll take the heat so they don't have to. But mm -hmm. he also, what I thought was really interesting, regularly would stop practice and just say, look, we're, put the ball away. We're going to talk about something that's going on in the world right now because you guys need to be educated on your place in the world that has nothing to do with basketball. He did that all the time. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can't understate how important John Thompson was in the life of every player that he coached he, he was definitely the guy that i mean obviously he was the biggest coach of all the guys but he was definitely mm -hmm. if the, it, it, would, would you agree dana that in the room when all when all these fights are breaking out and all these coaches are at each other's necks john's the one if there's one person in that room that has control over everyone else it was big john yep yeah yeah that's, yeah he that's would, sit, vibe I got. He would yeah. sit in the corner yeah, he would sit in the corner. Sometimes he didn't go to the meetings because he said he didn't play golf, so he didn't go. But if he did go, he'd sit in the corner and, like, puff on a cigar and basically let them all scream and yell at one another. And then he'd get his big voice going, and whatever he said, it stuck. Like, you know, Mike Trangisi told me a great story about how when he took over as commissioner, John was worried about whether he was going to be kind of boiled, bowled over by the football schools, and he kind of summoned him to D.C., took him to this out-of-the-way hole-in-the-wall in D.C. and sat him down and basically was like, all right, I need to know, you know, what side of the fence you're on. And, they, and Mike sold him on, like, you can trust me. And years later, when Mike decided they wanted to move the Big East Tournament final to Saturday night, which, of course, now makes great sense, but at the time, everyone yeah. was fighting against, John said, no, no, it's a good idea. And lo and behold, every single coach went away, wow. went along with it. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Uh, you're, you're a Penn State alum, alum. Do I have that correct? Because, yes, okay, you need to speak on behalf okay, of... Okay, now, now uh, let, me, let, me, let me just take the needle out of my yeah, heart. Yeah, well, okay, I was going to say... I'm not sure uh, what's coming. Can you, yeah, I know. We can take this a million different ways, but I'll take it this way. Uh, I yeah. My understanding is it's kind of Penn State's fault that the Big East dissolved because if Penn State were to join the Big East, mm -hmm. they could have brought the football program and kept the Big East afloat. Yeah. Uh, would you like to apologize on behalf of Penn State for <laughs> destroying the greatest well, basketball league we've ever seen? Here's, <laughs> yeah. here's the thing, though. Before that, Joe Paterno tried to join the Big East. He wanted to kind of talk about coming in in 1982, and the Big East coaches, or excuse me, the Big East administrators voted 5-3 to three against it. 
So it was more oh. like the St. John's there and, and the, the basketball playing schools. They were like, no, no, no. You're, you guys stink at basketball. They couldn't <laughs> see the bars. You know, they couldn't see 10 years down the road. Like, oh, we're going to need a good football yeah. program. They said, no, your basketball Basketball is the original football. We don't yeah. want you. <laughs> we were acting yep. holier than exactly. that way before exactly. football. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, so technically, technically, it's not Penn State's fault. So there okay, you go. well, there you go. All right. <laughs> I, I, I heard the story wrong. I heard that Penn State uh, decided to, to – the Big Ten batted its eyelashes well, I mean, at Penn State, and then Penn State was like, all right, I'll go over here instead. Yeah, I mean, there was, you know, there was sort of a little back and forth. That was the first run, and then Joe kind of came back to them, and they went back to, you know, it kind of went back and forth. But the first vote was the, the biggie saying would, no thank you, would that and, be the, which is hilarious. Would that be the big what if, if we're looking back on the arc of the, the yeah. Big East, is, is probably Penn State, if Penn State was, was in there? Is that the, the big one, I guess? I, I don't know. I think so. I mean, look, yeah. I don't know if you can draw a direct straight line to say none of what we're having now doesn't happen, because who knows, but... I mean, you think you got big, you got you know, Penn State, Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt. They're all in a league together. Theoretically, yeah. other teams would want to join in with them. I, I mean, I got to think that it might have survived. But I guess eventually the same friction that happened with the schools that didn't have football would probably still occur. Like what happens to Georgetown and Villanova and Providence, you know, the St. John's, they don't have the football it's still going to get messy at some point. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think that's the big takeaway is like there was always an expiration date and the, the current iteration yep. of the Big East, at least uh, it, it works. I mean, like obviously- Yeah, the new Big East yeah. is Yeah, fun. it works. So like we, we, we got there. We it figured is. it out. It just, uh, it, took yeah. a, it took some bumps along the way. Who's, who's the one person from Big East lore that um, we don't think about that? Because that, like there's so Jim many Beheim. coaches- yeah, yeah, Jim Beheim would say it's Jim Beheim. Yeah. Jim Beheim's like, it's me. It's always me. Um, there, like, there are so many coaches and players that that played or coached, obviously, in this conference that it's easy to lose track of them. And, yeah. and as we're, we, we've talked about the big ones, the guys that immediately mm -hmm. come to mind. Is there somebody yeah. that 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 I don't know? People might forget played here or, or or coached in this conference. Well, I think people forget Bill Raftery coached at Seton Hall. Yes. <laughs> you know yeah, that's a good one. Like, that's, that's a great, great one. one. That is a great and, one. Right? Like, and, and, and they were horrible. That's kind of why people forget that Raft coached at Seton Hall. But, you know, he has that sort of history of he tells a hilarious story about being the coach at Seton Hall. They're awful. And uh, Richie Regan was the athletic director, and he calls him up to the office at 5 o'clock, and Raft is like, you know, usually Richie Regan would have like a Dewars and Coke and be out of the office at five. You're like, why are you calling me to the office? And you're like, yo, we're going to join this new league. And here's in, who's in it. And Bill said, he said, I had a few choice words for him, many of which began with the letter F. Because he knew he was just doomed. He was going to get his rear end kicked. But like, that's Raph. Like, how could yeah. you not forget? You can't forget that Raph was a coach. Grant Hill doesn't forget. Grant Hill still calls him coach. In the yeah, booth. he does. He'll yeah. turn yeah. like he hasn't yes, coached he in does. forty years, he and does. Grant still is like, "Coach, what do you think about that?" <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Damn, that's Rastri's right. like looking around." <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like Lee Corso and all, and like you know, Lou Holtz used to be. They didn't coach like fifty years, but they get to be coach forever. Yeah. Same idea. Uh, Dana, how many? If if we control F your book, uh, your PDF, how many mentions of Coach <laughs> oh K in this God. thing? It has Coach K did not coach in the Big East, but Coach K finds his way into not. everything about college basketball. What's the over under on Coach K mentions in, in this book well, about the Big Yeah, he's he's yeah, I'm trying to think he's in there a bit because of course, like, you know, they had to play him in the final fours, right? So like oh, that's, he was a factor. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's so that's that, yeah. that, so, so, right. Like he was <laughs> in those eighty nine, like with Syracuse or excuse me, Seton Hall and, and all like that. Like yeah. he factors in and, and so and 
so yeah, he gets in there. He, he, but he, not that much. Not all right, much. all right, not that much. Oof. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'd say under 20. Under, under 20. 20, that's fine. That's fair. Yeah, no, we, we can't. Honestly, we can't even do a podcast without keeping it under no, twenty minutes. We already brought we brought him up in the Big E segment. We can't <laughs> help ourselves. I didn't. You did. That's right. <laughs> what else, Tate? What else we got? I mean, the only thing I was going to say with the new Big E's doing so well and thriving so well, it's been ten years since yeah. Dave Gavitt passed away. How does it feel just to have this momentum? Is this good for the book to have the current Big E's doing so well? <laughs> or was that purpose? Yeah, it'd be nice if we could just keep. <laughs> Yeah, I said I like I called them all and say, look, please don't stink this year. I need to sell some books. But yeah, no, I mean, it. Look, I think it's really great to see the the start they're having because I think, I'll be honest, when the league first reformed, I was one of the skeptics. Like, I don't know, is this gonna actually work? But it's been fantastic. But Villanova has carried the water for that league pretty much mm-hmm. by itself, right? So they need other teams to be good. I mean, I know Creighton's been good. I know you know other teams. Seton Hall had a great run with Miles Powell. They've had good teams mm-hmm. i don't mean to say that but they need other teams to become consistently good adding uconn is awesome it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's such a name brand thing for the league that's great but you know they need other teams to consistently challenge and i think honestly if st john's and georgetown could get it back that would help the league so much just because that's what people remember when they i think mean the georgetown East, right? did it last year i mean patrick ewing that right. was a beautiful run yeah. to the you know get to the tournament and obviously yeah. win the big east and then st john's this year julian champagne leading the st. league john's in scoring yeah. yeah i kind of like st. that john's team posh right. alexander I, yeah. yeah i think they've got a chance to get their act together really by march and be pretty threatening by the end i'm not so sure about georgetown that opening loss yeah. to dartmouth is a bit mm. um difficult the ivy league is good dana <laughs> yeah, yeah, t- the ivy t- league is good that's t- true t- Tay loves the ivy league because brown played north carolina pretty close just <laughs> yeah. like he's trying to that's all there you go. Brown. uh there i remember i remember there hearing a story that that bob knight once that jim calhoun once wanted to take the job or considered the job at northwestern um this was like a million years ago mm-hmm. and he called bob knight and bob knight told him uh, the, do not come to the Big Ten because the Big Ten is about institutions <laughs> and the Big East is about coaches. And um, to that point, there's nice. there's never been a greater collection of of personalities and coaches because uh, that's ultimately what college basketball is. It's about the the, co- the these, yeah. these coaches are the stewards. The players come and go, but these are the guys. <laughs> This is the greatest collection of coaches. That's what made the Big East great. Dana, thank you for telling the story. Thank yes. you for writing it. we got to read this book. We're going to read this we book. we got to find the book. We love the old Big East so much. I'll quiz you later. I love, well, I love hearing about Tommy. I really appreciate it. That's the big takeaway. Tommy Lasorda on Raleigh Massimino's best. Massimino's the best. <laughs> yes. the best. Uh, Dana O'Neill, the this Big East, the, the, the book is about the Big East. It is called the Big East. Go buy it. Go read it. Thank you so much for joining us, Dana. Thanks, Dana. Thank you guys for having me. really appreciate it. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Everyone likes a great deal, like savings, markdowns, and lunch specials. But when it comes to car insurance... We know the right place. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates for your ride. Your friends don't have to have a connection or call in a favor. State Farm offers options like insuring your ride and your home, getting you great rates on both. Now that's a deal. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. All right, thank you to Dana for joining us. Go buy her book, please. For the love of God. 
for the love of we're God. We're going to read that can. book. Yeah. We're going to talk about that book. We're going to yeah. learn some stories about the old Big East because you and I love being a part of the conversation when it comes to the old Big East. And and I need some more ammo. Nostalgia doses, like being able to even like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want to you know pat myself on the back too much. And I brought up that little anecdote about Bob Knight talking to Jim Calhoun. Yeah, and then like like that. Your, your eyebrows raise. You're like, wow, this guy must know his stuff. Mm. I forget where I read that. I think like Jim Beheim's autobiography. I remember reading about that. And, <laughs> but this is the point. Too. You got to get those nuggets. It always comes back to Beheim. <laughs> it always does. Uh, Dana also, I meant to tell her this. Uh, she is one of three college basketball writers that I respect. I only respect three. Nice. She's one of them. You won't tell us the other I two. I won't tell you the other okay. two, but she's one of them. Seth Davis is <laughs> sitting at home like, right now, rubbing his hands together. Uh, there's only three of them. She's one of them. So uh, go buy her book. Do us a favor. Help yes. her out. Uh, go do that. All right, moving on. We got to do fraud power rankings quickly, um, and then we'll get the shout outs and close outs and, and wrap this thing up. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, all right, fraud power rankings. Here's where I see it. Number five on the fraud power rankings this week. <sighs> This hurts, man, because I'm wearing a UCLA shirt yeah. right now. It looks good. Yeah. It looks really good. Paul I mean, Jordan Brand does it again. Yeah. I just yeah. love that Michael Jordan, my favorite player and the greatest player of all time, is now on every program that I respect. Yeah. Yeah. And a few more on the way. More, more programs I respect. Uh, number five on the fraud power rankings, Pauly Pavilion. Oh, my. <laughs> and I'm going to tell, tell you why. Why? I went How to dare the, you? I went to the, um, I dude. I call I call it like I see it, man. Yeah. I don't I don't want to. No, you know, okay. It's a hard job. It's not easy to sit in this chair and call people frauds. Hey, it's, it's not. It's, it might, it's, I might make it look easy. Blue it's bloods. Not. The blue blood fan experience is always tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. You deal with the blue hairs and the blue hairs. You were dealing with the blue seats uh, on this night Ooh. because uh, Pauly Pavilion. We watched them play Villanova. The place Packs. is rocking. It's all everyone's talking about. Yes. Anyone that goes to multiple UCLA games is like, I haven't seen this place this crazy. In Ever fill in the blank many years, mm -hmm. not since John Wooden was here has this place been this nuts. <laughs> uh, that's all I was talking about. So I thought, you know what, I got to go to a game. I gotta, I gotta get in on this action. See what? Now they were playing North Florida. North Florida is zero and four going into this game. I knew it wasn't going to be Villanova, but I thought maybe it's going to be a little different. Tape. Maybe there's yeah. going to be a little bit of juice. Maybe there's going to be a little something. Uh, there was Westwood was a buzz on this night. Westwood was there was there was an energy to the air. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm driving around trying to find a place to park. Man, this place is crowded. What's going on? This place couldn't believe it. Then I'm walking through the little cute little area of Westwood that butts up against the campus. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? On Gailey um, Avenue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm walking that little area, and then I see why it's why there's a buzz. Uh, the Ghostbusters movie is doing like a premiere or something, and there's a bunch of nerds just wearing Ghostbusters outfits out the, the line, line out the door. The yeah, sexiest the new, man alive. Yeah, yeah. Runner up to coach. There's a, there's a line out the door, and I shake my head because I'm like, this is disgust. Like in any other <laughs> any other teams ranked second in the country, mm. the town's shutting down, and we're going to watch the the number two team. Not the case. Uh, so I go to a bar before the game to grab dinner, and uh, I walk into one place strike out there it, I, I end up at barney's beanery you're you're familiar with barney's beanery in westwood that's that's where we end up it's got a bunch of tvs on i want to watch the iu st john's game mm -hmm. uh, i walk in they have a thousand tvs in this place half of them are showing the lakers game the <laughs> other half are showing like the surfing channel yes and then there's yes. like two or three that are showing the brooklyn nets versus cleveland cavaliers game and i'm shaking my head saying listen i get it indiana st john's these are not ranked teams I understand, like there might not be a market in Los Angeles for that, but you gotta have college basketball on. We're right next to the number two team in the we're on camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. The vibes were off of the whole thing, and I was just like, "This is." And then we go to the game, and there's like kind of nobody there, and I was like, "Man, I thought I thought the magic was back. Magic might not be back, dude. I'm worried." 
It was a North Florida game. It was North Florida. That's the one optimistic thing. I, I have That's the one thing we take like, away. Yeah, it's the one thing. I think by the time the Pac-12 starts, we're locked in. Okay. Around Westwood. I'm going back. We so have the, to be. The next game is in like two weeks. They play Colorado. They, All right. They, they, that's, I'm, I'm that back. game we're locked in. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. So that's number five. Uh, number four, this is going to surprise you as well. The 2020 National Coach of the Year, Anthony Grant, is number four on the fraud power ranking. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Dayton is off to their worst start worst start since 2004-2005 season. They are 1 and 2. They just lost at home to UMass Lowell 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 on Saturday. They lose a home game uh to UMass Lowell. Followed up lose by 19 to Lipscomb on Wednesday. And that is bad enough Tate, because this is a, you know, this is a program that should have won the national title in 2020. They were one of seven teams that we said were national champions that year. Um Fast forward now, it's, it's bad enough that they're 1-2. and two. It's bad enough that they lost by 19 to Lipscomb. This is the worst part of it all. Lipscomb's coach said this after the loss. This is the worst home loss for Dayton since 2011. This is what he said. He goes, I know this is a tough night for them, but there's nobody who respects Anthony Grant more than me. Anthony Grant is a great basketball coach and a better person, and they'll get it right. They're really talented. I've done this for a long time. This is my 32nd year as a coach. And when that ball goes in, everything looks good. And when it doesn't go in, it's a miserable game. He will get it right. They just need to keep encouraging those kids because they're young and they're talented. I just have so much respect for him. He got he got hit with the good guy treatment three yeah. games into the season after winning National Coach of the Year in 2020. Feels fraudulent. The National Coach of the Year feels, feels fraudulent. And he lost Obi Toppin, obviously a lottery pick. He loses Jalen Crutcher, yep. who's now played on the G League team with the Hornets. So... You lost some talent Ibby out of that Watson's program. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you you lost a lot of talent with this team. And that was, like you said, we, we built up for this run. It was probably very deflating to lose the tournament that year, a year that you're going to make that run. So if anything, maybe you lost a little bit luster. Now you got, like, the the reset, the new crew of players. And you, we've seen this before. Sometimes when you fly and you get, you know, up here, you start getting recruits that are maybe above, you know, your usual level mm-hmm. of recruits. You take in some guys that don't necessarily fit your program and mm. Jay Wright, he had this whole problem. You get you get locked up with Javon Quinterly's of the world. You know what mm. I mean? Where you're like, who is this five star, and why is he demanding things of me? This is not how we run our program. So maybe there's some of that going they, on. I will Dayton. say this. Here's here's one takeaway, a positive takeaway. They do have 12 freshmen on the roster. Yeah, they're a young, they're a young team. Like they, you can see why there would be some growing pains. But I think it's a fair point. Number four. All right, number three on the list. Uh, we'll make this one quick. The Big Ten. Uh, listen, I know, I know <laughs> number everyone. Number three. I know everyone. What? Now, hang Are on a you second. kidding me? Hang on a second. Who's making the list? Hang on a second. Now, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Number three. Here's, here's the thing. Spin zone coming. <laughs> Illinois doesn't have Kofi Coburn. Uh, we already You already okay. covered it. The Dan Gavitt rigged the, the stack the deck. Uh, yep. they're, they're playing on the road. Why is Illinois on the road? Why is Ohio State on the road? Yep. Why is uh, – who else is on the road? Michigan State you made go on the road. Who else – Like it felt like half the teams had to Michigan go on the road. Michigan State played well, by the way. That was a good game Michigan for them. Michigan State did play well. Yeah. Um, it felt like half of our teams had to go on the road. That's not fair. The, the Big Ten should be hosting all of these games. So, first of all, the deck was the, the deck was stacked. Uh, Illinois doesn't have Kofi Coburn. Ohio State doesn't have Justice Suing or Seth Towns. Uh, <laughs> Purdue's look great, by the way. Purdue's like actually the the – the one team that we believe I believe in in the Big Ten, they didn't play in the Gavit games. Maybe you, you you let Purdue play Villanova. Maybe they smash Villanova at home, and people have are singing a different tune. I don't know. I'm just throwing out some hypotheticals here. I don't know. The only Big Ten teams to win in the Gavit games: Michigan State, Indiana, six and two for the Big East. Michigan State blew out Butler. No one's talking about that. The spread was three. Mm-hmm. They won by 21. Why is no one talking about that? Interesting. I just find it interesting. Is all. Uh, ultimately, the takeaway with the Big Ten is this. Ohio State was injured. Uh, that game, throw it out. Bad matchup. 
uh, Michigan and Maryland suck. That's basically what happened. <laughs> That's the whole reason this narrative is formed is because Michigan and Maryland suck. Mm. Why? And you want me to be upset about that? That Michigan and sucks State. at home? Yeah. <laughs> and Maryland sucked at home? <laughs> like, is that what you, like Ohio State at least went on the road. We lost in a, yeah. in a hostile environment, you know? I respect that. Like, if we're losing at home to DePaul, then yeah, I'm worried. But we, we'll, we didn't. We'll see you know? how upset I am based on number two and number one. So, there it is. Like, the Big Ten, I get it. It's not looking great. Early returns are not great. But uh, but maybe this is good news, right? Because usually you guys are hot out the gate. You're beating point. everybody, that's and then we point. get to March and you run out of steam. Yeah, underestimate us. Yeah. Go so, ahead. maybe Go ahead. it's better be the underdog. Yeah, yeah, be the underdog. All First right, time. I like that. Number two, the Oregon Ducks. A oh team that God. I really believed in. Yeah, a team you that talked I, me into them. I put my neck out and said they're winning Maui, and now I have – I mean, i got to stick with it, but I don't like it. BYU beat Oregon by 32 with Phil Knight in attendance. In Blew Portland. them out. The largest loss for Oregon ever as a ranked team. What was the other stat I saw? BYU is the first unranked team to win by 30 away from home against a ranked team since 1993. Year I was born. Or a top 15 team, not a ranked team. So they won by 30 against a top 15 team. Since 1993, that's not happened. That's insane. 28 years. Blew them out. BYU looks awesome, by the way. I think BYU should be a top 10 team. I think so, too. That seems a little overreaction. but Maybe top 15. Time, Let's give them a top 15. Let's just make them 15. Barcelo was nuts. Their defense was, like, I, I was watching that game, and I felt like I was watching Iowa-Oregon except flipped from the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Where, like, no matter what Oregon tried to do, BYU just stonewall them. And then our, Barcelo on the other end was hitting everything. And uh, I don't know. We love BYU. The, the the real takeaway is Mark Pope is he has our attention. He's got something cooking. Yeah, when we when we kind of fell in love with him in 2019 at the Maui Invitational, obviously first year on the job, had some holdover guys, but you could see the writing on the wall that the team loved him. The team yeah, believed in yes. him. The, the team was attuned to what he had going on. And now you know, obviously that season gets riddled. Nothing works out. They kind of got off the path a little bit as far as like our purview. We weren't talking about BYU. Mm-hmm. We do our Pac-12 update, but somehow Mark Pope wasn't finding his way in there. But now it's our time. We have to focus in on BYU. We have to give them their due. Yeah. And they're a sneaky team. They're a dark horse team. And when you look at the odds of Dash, they were something insane, like 300 to 1 or something like that. And now we're talking like top 20 team and a team with a lot of upside, that would be insane odds to give them because they looked the part, at least in this one game. I wonder what the odds are for them to win the WCC to beat Gonzaga. I bet those odds are very high. They are the team. I don't know how odds They are, are the team, though. If you're Gonzaga, <laughs> you're excited that you have them in the WCC because you have a test in yeah. your conference, yes. finally. Yes, they're going to be a test. They're, they're very much going to be a test. Yes. In fact, they're going to lose at BYU. That's, that's a guarantee. I guarantee <laughs> it. Ooh, Stamp it. Nice. Stamp it. I it's like happening. That. I'm with that. Uh, number one on the fraud power rankings. Uh, Oregon, though, you you suck. And, and, and I, I should have – let, let me finish the Oregon thought. Uh, I, I, I won't forget that loss, by the way. Like, that, that's what, what stung the most. It wasn't just that they lost and that they got blown out. It was like that, – that was like a that, – that felt like a loss that come March I'll be going to fill out my bracket and I won't be able to get it out of my head that Oregon lost by 32, basically at home, to BYU, to an unranked BYU team. I won't be able to get it out of my head. Yeah. So I might I might have just sold every ounce of Oregon stock I had just based on that one game, which seems ridiculous, but, like, that's how bad they looked. I don't know. I mean, know. they're 500 how you shake now, that. too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, number one on the fraud power rankings for the second consecutive week, Tony oh Bennett. Oh, my goodness. Tony Bennett. Wow. Virginia fans are going to be up in arms, but blown out. By Blown Houston. out by Houston, and that's what hurts the most. Was that Houston? This was, was a fraud was a off. Yeah. This was a fraud <laughs> off. I was hoping, 
that Tony would 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 really just you know he would sniff out the frog. Yeah, did not happen. And now you put me in a position, Tony, where I have to compliment Houston, and and suddenly like I'm walking back a lot of things I've said about Houston basketball because Houston has my attention now, Tate. They have my attention. This is all I've wanted from Houston this whole time was just to a quality the, win to beat the hell out of Tony Bennett's worst team he's had in over. A I was going to say the, <laughs> the worst part about this is that it doesn't even really help Houston as far as a resume because it does seem like Virginia. This is going to be a really down year for them. I've had a lot of Virginia fans reach out to me talking about the recruiting class for next year, uh, how loaded it is. Yeah. They're bringing in so much talent. Great. You know how many times that that has happened with. But these the top point programs? is, you're Virginia. You're not like yes. you're supposed. If you're going to be a blue blood, it's got to be every year. Every year. It's got to be every no year. No days off. No days off. And they got some days off. They're going to have a lot of days off this year. I, I don't know how Tony handles the PR of all this. Uh, Tony leaves Virginia and goes to Wisconsin. I think it happens this year. <laughs> I don't know how I said that. I'm like, <laughs> kind of lines up. I don't know. It makes yeah, sense. Virginia, <laughs> Virginia fans' heads explode as you say that. That would be crazy. That can't happen. And Brad Stevens to Virginia. <laughs> oh, my God. Why not? Uh, there's your fraud power rankings. Let's uh, let's do shout-outs, close-outs, and get out of here. I got a shout-out. Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr., uh, we mentioned him on the program. He decided to go play for his dad. You asked me what game I was going to watch, Titus. Florida game? The Florida game. Oof. And they get beat 81-45. to 45. <laughs> He had 13 points in the game in 34 minutes, three rebounds, one assist. And now, look, I said it was a great decision to go play for his dad. Made a lot of sense. That ain't going to get you He should have gone to Duke. 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 You're recruiting for Duke I, now. No, no, no. I'm just saying, in retrospect, maybe your dad should have let you go to Duke. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you would Because yeah. if Paolo gets pulled over in this in this world, he probably doesn't play in that game. You probably start. You know what I mean? You Great have your point. moment. You step in. You get, like, 30 points against Gardner-Webb. Everyone gives you, like, the Jalen Johnson moment. They're like, this guy should opt out. Should He's so amazing. <laughs> Is uh yeah? Is it possible to love your dad too much? I think the answer might be yes. Yes, now. I think I we're mean, fine. Kendall Roy. <laughs> Sometimes you love your dad too much. Uh, I want to shout out uh, Sister Jean. And oh my the, god. Uh, the she just keeps Loyola climbing. Ramblers who uh, have joined the eight or jo- are going to join the A10, I should say, which is uh, that's a good move, right? Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, move. Loyola is like not fits. a Loyola. Loyola has has established themselves as a as a good basketball program, and they were a sleeping you know. giant. You know, yeah, yeah. Like they, they made Final Fours in the '60s. They come back. Custer, I mean, last year they make a lot of noise, so I, they're here to stay. I love the idea of Loyola and, and Dayton and Loyola and St. Louis having yeah. rivalries. The Midwest representatives. Loyola-Dayton is a good rivalry. A-10. Yeah, Loyola-Dayton would be great, right? I like that. Play twice a year now? This could yeah. be great. How many bids they tend getting this year, though? What do you think? Four. I love it. <laughs> love it. What else you got? Give me four. Uh, I'll shout out Dickie V. Yes, uh, good Because one. this is uh, obviously, you know, we were. this is his 43rd year. At ESPN, they're going to wait, 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 wait. How many years has K been there at Duke? 1980. Does it, does it line up? It's pretty much around the same, yeah. Oh, my God. 42, 41. Oh, my God. No, my God. <laughs> well, there is no there is no Coach K farewell tour without Dickie V. Yeah. Dickie V is obviously battling cancer right now. But he's got the green light after his treatment to call Tuesday night, Gonzaga versus UCLA, the biggest game in college basketball. Second biggest game in college basketball. You're right. Behind St. Francis, St. John's. But, yes, yes I, right. I'm following. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that's the same day, but not the same time. Not at the same so time. So you can watch us, you and then watch you can both. watch Dickie V call this game. You're, you're absolutely, this, is, this is so – I saw this news, and I, I, I got chills. I was just so excited that Dickie V's – like, I – I don't know. You're, you're, I, maybe I'm just a pessimist, but my mind goes to the worst. Not not to be morbid, but like I was like, I, we probably have seen the last of Dickie V on our airwaves. You yeah. know, like this is probably wh- whatever happens with his health. Like, I, surely he's not going to get to a point where he can get back on television, is it? Wrong. 
Bang. Great sliver of good news in this this hellscape of a world we live in. <laughs> Finally delivered right to my telephone. I look down and I see Dickie V's going to be calling one versus two. It feels so good. Dang. I love it. It feels so good. It's right. And we it needed is. it for college yes. basketball. We need it for Coach K. And uh, he's going to have the energy. because he's going to talk about K the entire game. Absolutely. And it's going to be Gonzaga UCLA. Yes. And he's talking about K. And we love it. That's what, what we need. Because this is the battle. <laughs> Who is America's team? Is it Gonzaga? Is it UCLA? Yes. And Dickie V comes in and says, It's Duke. <laughs> it's Duke. It's, and it's, it's always, always, it's been, always Duke. been Duke. He's the, he's the moon man. It's always been Duke. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, old dudes, I want to shout out Jim Calhoun, who's uh, re- officially retired for the third time now. Fourth time? Now? I think it's the fourth time. Fourth time yeah. he's retired? It's the fourth time. Uh, Division three, St. Joseph. He's, he's hanging him up. Uh, so Seriously? Yeah, he retired. Like he, I did he not just, see he this. Just announced it today. Um, he might, hopefully, he gets back into broadcasting. I I I love Calhoun as a broadcaster. I, I can't understand his accent though. To be honest, like I, I'm gonna raise my hand and not a dime back. Yeah, yeah. He had a pretty thick accent, but he was a great broadcaster. When I knew what he was saying, I was like, this dude's awesome. He gave me Bobby Knight vibes before Bobby Knight kind of just got yeah. mad at the broadcast. Yeah. But when he first yeah. started, he would give you some gems. You know, he'd yeah. call out some of the plays yes. they were. You're like, oh, yes. wow, it was very Tony Romo before Tony Romo. But uh, Finally, Saturday, UNC versus Purdue Tate. And Villanova versus Tennessee, Morgan <sighs> Sun. The Hall of Fame tip-off deal, right? Is that what that is? Yeah, it yeah. is. How are we feeling about it? I uh, Hubert Davis, I love Hubert Davis to death. Um, gets a nice win at College of Charleston. Bobby Crimmins, Jim, your boy Bobby Crimmins, mm-hmm. was at the game uh, with Roy Williams. That was fun. It was a good battle. I'm worried about this weave, uh, this triple weave offense that Purdue has. Uh, the Carolina defense, one of the worst defenses in the country. I mean, we <laughs> I we just picture your guys looking over at Hubert. They're like, they won't stop they, weaving. They, what are they doing? They won't stop. It, it feels like that could be the game against Purdue. So I'm not as optimistic about that. But what I'm hoping is that we get some sort of quality win in this you go tournament. one and one we go one and one you need to go one and one yeah someone's gonna go on two you just hope it's not you no i mean and if villanova beats tennessee like i expect you lose to purdue then you beat tennessee that's not bad you move on so that's not bad yeah it's not bad rick barnes throws games against carolina right oh well he tries to throw hands against oh, that's Dean right Smith. that's right oh that's right i, I could I, I forgot the feuds in the that's right he's mad because he wasn't hired so it's the opposite yes. he tries to beat no he went carolina. to clemson and then tra- yeah tried that's to right. fight he tried Dean to Smith. he tried yeah. to that's right the exact opposite of what I said. He does not. <laughs> oh, happy birthday, Kyle Crichton. That's my last shout out. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Our old producer. And today is a, it's, it's Friday. Yeah, You're it's listening Friday. on Friday. It's Kyle's birthday. Yeah. Get on your Twitter or whatever you can to communicate with Kyle. Reddit, whatever it is, and say happy birthday. Happy and don't birthday, say nephew Kyle. Kyle. Don't say, say producer Kyle. Kyle. We're, going, we're going out and celebrating, right, Jim? It's a, not, Who's right? Kyle? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm a big fan of Kyle's. Uncle. Do we know how old Kyle is? Do we know how old he is? Uh, no. 27? He's 27? 28, maybe? Yeah, so probably I, think he's a year, I think he's a year younger than me, so I think he might be 20, 27. Yeah. He's got a lot of life in those years, though. Yeah, no, I mean. He's got a lot yeah. of life in those 27 years. Exactly. Uh, happy birthday, Kyle. Congratulations to Xavier on your national championship you won Congratulations tonight. to the Big East. Congratulations to the Big East. Hang the banner at Madison Square Garden. Xavier beat Ohio State. Hang in the Madison Square Garden. St. John's. Everybody. We'll see you Tuesday. See you Tuesday. Everybody, set your alarm right now. Yes. Tuesday night. See FS2. you then.